Welcome to the Here's Hope Project, where your story creates hope. I'm Sarah Jane, and in today's episode, we'll be talking with Chrissy Martinez, who is Zyler's mother. Zyler was a force to be reckoned with. Diagnosed with congenital heart defects, Zyler fought hard for four years until he unfortunately passed away due to complications from open heart surgery. So we'll be talking today with Chrissy about what life is like after child loss, about how it affects the siblings, about how they all cope as a family, and we'll even touch on what others should or maybe shouldn't say when it comes to a family who has lost a child. All right, let's go meet Chrissy. Cause it's here where we lay in my blanket of despair, where I'm weak, but I'm strong, and black smoke fills the air. Where I'm broken Hi, Chrissy. Hello. I love you. I love you, I love um, you too. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on today to share your story. So thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, so I've known you and Zyler for, gosh, about seven years or so. I think I've met you in 2016, end of 2016 or so. Zyler was one. Yes. Um, and he's, he's so silly. <laughs> I was just looking at a Facebook Live that we did in 2019, mm -hmm. and he was in the background, and he just he ran to the couch, headbutted the couch, and stuck his butt in the air, and just mm -hmm. kind of sat there and didn't move. Yeah, and he is so silly, and I mean, some of my favorite things about him were, I mean, I loved his Snapchats. I will always say that he <laughs> is the Snapchat king in my book. I mean, uh -huh. I would be having a hard day. And I would actually, I'd go search for a Snapchat of Zyler because it would literally brighten my day. I think I even sent you a text once. I don't you know if you remember, but I was just saying, you know, I'm kind of struggling today. Can I have a Snapchat of Zyler? Do you have a yeah. Remember? And then yeah. you instantly uplifted me. So yeah. I love you guys so much. We love um, you too. So, um, yeah, I'm so glad that we're able to keep in touch all these years after. Yeah. We're, we're like sisters now. We've yes, been... indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so unfortunately, Zyler passed uh, due to complications of open heart surgery in July 2019. Uh, and I, you know, I still remember laying in bed and I got that text from you. And I remember just staring at the text, like the message for like five to 10 minutes, no words, just kind of in shock, just like, wait, what? Yeah. I was so convinced that he was going to make it because he's been through so much already. And I just assumed this is just another bump in the road. He's going to overcome this. And, but no, he, he didn't. Um, yeah. And that's heartbreaking. It must've been like the worst day of your life. And so I want to talk to you about that, just about what that looked for you, what grief looks like and you know, how you cope and get through it. Uh, but first, um, why don't we just spend a minute or two if you want to talk about just, you know, what kind of kid Siler was and what we are always going to remember him for and the legacy he's leaving behind and just a little bit about his story uh, up until that day in 2019. Well, I mean, you know, he was, once I was pregnant with him, he, we found out he was a boy and then we found out, you know, there was something wrong with him and you know, the easy way out would have been, you know, just terminating the pregnancy, but no, we, we kept going. We kept going. We had faith that he was going to be born and, you know, he was going to be okay. 
And then once he was born, you know, it was a rocky road. And um, he had his first surgery when he was about eight days old. Next open heart, he had his, um, I think he was 11 months old. And he was good. He was good after that, you know, lots of times he got sick or whatever, but we got to keep him home. And, you know, he was just a tornado, <laughs> you know, like so many people say, no, you know, they're always sleeping. They don't have energy. No, he, he had energy. Believe me, he had energy. <laughs> he was yeah. just everywhere, everywhere. And very smart especially about his dinosaurs like that was his favorite thing were the dinosaurs you know he, he kept us on our toes he was he was a very special kid <laughs> yeah he he was just a normal kid you know unless he didn't have his shirt on then you can see like his scars and you know stuff like that but he was just as normal as anything you know just keeping always busy always busy always on his you know watching mr bean and what was the other one octonauts and all of those like pj mask you know just a normal little boy you know we never thought we had it in the back of our mind that something could happen but the way he lived we never thought you know it would be that soon yeah so um, what um so what exactly happened? I know he had a, in July, uh, mid-July, maybe he had a heart cath. And mm -hmm. then a week or so after that, he had open heart surgery. And then yes. what happened? What went wrong? So many things, you know, like he went in July 9th and, you know, just normal. Like, okay, it's just one more heart surgery. Everything's going to be fine. And um, that same night, they had to open him up again. The next morning, you know, they just kept saying, oh, well, this has to get fixed or this has to get fixed. And, you know, it was just every single day for the next 10 days, surgery after surgery after surgery. And, you know, he just, he, he didn't wake up. He didn't wake up and um, they finally got his heart to work right. But, you know, it was an infection in the blood and then you know, he wasn't born with a spleen, so <clears throat> it was a lot harder for him to fight off anything. And just one thing after another, nine surgeries, 10 days, and he just, his body was tired. He couldn't, he couldn't do it anymore. Then he ended up with a brain bleed and, you know, even like that, we were like, okay, you know, even if he doesn't wake up, you know, as long as we can take him home, like, we'll take care of him there, but no. It didn't work out that way. No, unfortunately it didn't. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, he's going to lose his leg, too. Yeah, his leg, yeah, his leg had turned black, but there was nothing they could do about the blood clots in his leg because so many other things were more important. Yeah. So. So, I guess, what was that like when it finally happened? You know, what did the... Did you, did everything just kind of crumble and fall apart and you felt everything at once or were you just in shock and kind of numb? Um, what did the, that moment and what did the next few days look like after that? Once we had to disconnect him and we held him and everything, you know, 
there was like tears and, you know, the kids were crying and, um, but it was just kind of like, okay, you know, a part of us was like, okay, well now he's going to be able to rest, you know, he's going to be full, like he's going to be, you know, perfectly fine. You know, he's not suffering anymore. Like he's going to be able to, you know, run and play and stuff. And, but then at the same time, it was just kind of like, you know, I brought him in here walking. We've done this so many other times. Like what, you know, what happened? Mm-hmm. And there's just no, nobody really knows what happened. It was just one thing after another. Yeah. So did you spend a lot of time in the hospital after that? Did you go home right away? What did, what did it look like right after? We, we spent the whole day. The kids finally went out to the rest of the family and, you know, my best friend was there and she was taking care of them. And, you know, me and Juan, we gave Zyler his last bath before they took him down to the morgue. And um, we just kind of, after that, we just kind of went back to the hotel room. Like we just, there was no expression. Nobody was really saying much, you know, and then it was just kind of blank, like just very numb for all of us. Yeah. Did you find it hard to function? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would get, you know, lately ready and we stayed in Dallas for about a week or so until we could get his ashes. But um, it was just very weird. Like, it was like, we knew we weren't going to go back to the hospital. We knew that there was not going to be any more doctor visits for him. You know, and I guess once it really did hit us all was when we went back to the funeral home to pick up his ashes. Yeah. And I think that's when it was just kind of like, you know, we came here, you know, six of us, and now it's just, Five of us. So, so Tyler, he had three siblings and they all kind of vary in ages. You had mm-hmm. their Lely, Bella, and Anthony. Yes. Um, so how old were they when this happened and how did they kind of respond and take all of this in? Um, Bella was 12 and then Anthony was 14. And Lely, she was, I think, five. Yeah, she's nine now. Yeah, she was five. Um, Laylee's just kind of, you know, oh, we'll we'll go get him in a little bit. And Anthony and Bella, well, they were in the room until he took his last breath. So it was just kind of like, you know, a little bit harder on them. But with everything going on, like, they didn't really show too much emotion. You know, there was a whole bunch of, you know, random family. And then there was like people that have been with us since like the beginning, you know what I mean? It was just very different. And I don't think, you know, it really did hit them until we came back to Mount Pleasant. That's when it really did, you know, hit like, okay, yeah, that, that, that's it, you know? And then how was it how did their friends react? The school react? Did they get support? Um, Anthony and Bella are more, you know, don't mention anything to the school, you know, don't very like, they wanted to keep it to themselves in a way. But, you know, here in Mount Pleasant, 
you know, Juan has family here, so his cousins were posting stuff, and, you know, so I guess some of the other people at school found out, and Anthony and Bella were just very, like, okay, like, I guess angry, but at the same time, like, you know, they would tell him, I'm so sorry for your loss, and I remember one time that Bella was like, okay, I guess, like, he's dead, like, what do you want me to do? You know, like, very angry. Yeah. And now Laylee, Laylee just, she didn't want to go back to school. She, you know, it was, it was hard. I think it was like harder for her since she was so much younger. Mm -hmm. And she would always tell me, I don't go to school because, you know, Zyler didn't get to go to school. You know, it was a lot. They all kind of varied in a way. Anthony, I would have to pick him up a few times from school because he would just get real like anxious like oh i heard this song and it was xyler's favorite song and oh there was a you know somebody walked into the office and their their kid looked like xyler like very triggering yeah bella started having like anxiety attacks and stuff like that so it sounds like they really just kind of cycled through emotions kind of like the stages of grief you know at first she was or all of you were probably in shock and very numb like you said Mm -hmm. uh, and then you were saying, you know, they're angry and then yeah. they have moments where they're crying and they're heartbroken. And so, yeah, so it, it cycled a lot throughout. Mm -hmm. Is it still? Now it's just kind of, it's like you never get over it. You just kind of learn to kind of push bit. through. Yeah. 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 That's what I hear a lot from parents. Um, yeah. So did they have any coping mechanism, anything that they did that helped them get through it? How did you all get through it as a family? We just kind of, we didn't really go places. We didn't, you know what I mean? We just kind of stayed like around each other in a way. You know, we were talking before about how, you know, Bella was in theater and Anthony mm -hmm. wrote rap songs that sometimes yeah. had Xyler in it. I think that's amazing. I think yeah. that's a great release. I love that he did that. Yeah. You have to share some of that with at least the lyrics. If he's too shy, yeah. at least to do the <laughs> lyrics. Cause I, you know, I'm, I love music. I think it, it changes everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so is there, I know that it was important to you in this uh, podcast, in this episode that you really wanted people to know, you know, what siblings go through because that's not really something that's talked about. Is there something maybe I haven't brought up or that you just really want people to know about what this is like for siblings? Um, a lot of people, like a lot of parents who lose children often, they don't, it's not on purpose, but I have seen it before. They kind of just leave the other, you know, their other children like to fend for themselves. And I understand because that's, you know, you don't want your children to see you so depressed or you know going through something but in my case the most important ones besides my husband was the kids you know because they're going through it like everybody asked the mom and the dad how are y'all doing you know how's this and that and nobody really asked about the kids so in in my case you would ask about the kids and my cousin, our cousins here from Mount Pleasant would ask about the kids and, you know, my best friend, like all the kids always come first, you know, 
Yes, the mom lost her child. The husband, like the dad lost his child. But there's other children involved. Like if you have other children, you need to make sure that they're okay. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're okay. And, you know, how are they coping? How are they sleeping? You, you know, just little things. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, because it's easy to forget. Oh, my God. You know, my child died, but my other kids can fend for themselves. No, they can't. I don't care if, like, now Anthony's 18. It still doesn't matter. If he's down and, you know, he wants to talk about Zyler or he's missing Zyler, like, they should be able to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be your kids, you know, also have feelings. Speaking of that, because I know your kids, I mean, they gave you the strength to keep going. And all of your focus went on them because they are obviously the most important thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, So taking care of them, making sure they're okay and, you know, dealing with everything okay. Did you have time? I'm wondering, though, did you have time to kind of process your own feelings and to really feel and take in what was happening? Or was you were just kind of solely just zeroed in on the kids? I think I was more worried about about the kids than me. Yeah. Once, you know, the kids were okay, the kids were in school and their day was going okay, then if I needed to go into the room and hold Zyler's things and scream and holler and let it out, then that's what I would do. You know, and believe me, I did that quite a bit. (laughs) Quite a bit. When you had those lows, and I'm just thinking when I have lows, uh, you know, I can't even get out of bed. How did you get yourself moving again and get back? How did you, I don't know, climb your way out of that pit? I knew that, you know, since I had a certain amount of time by myself, while Juan was at work, the kids were at school, and I knew I had to, you know, get stuff ready if I needed to cry and, you know, scream for Zyler and this and that, I would do it. But then I would also have to remember, okay, the kids are coming home in a little bit. They can't see me like this. You know, I have to like be stronger for them, show them that I'm okay. Cause if I'm not okay, they're not okay. Yeah. And that's, that's what I would do, you know, just kind of gather myself and wash my face or, you know, something. And just kind of, you know, act like I was okay the whole day. Yeah. Uh, You were talking a few minutes ago about how, you know, people always ask how you're doing versus the kids. And after a loss like that, I'm really curious about this because I think a lot of people like me who have never, who maybe don't have children or have fortunately not experienced a loss of a child or even the death of a loved one, how, you know, a lot of people, they will say, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, things will get easier over time and they're in a better place. Mm-hmm. How does those words make you feel? And is there something else that we should be saying or doing? Are those things that are you think are good to say or there's something else that we should do or say just to, to bring comfort and just to let you know that we're thinking of you? Just, you know, the, I, I'm sorry for your loss. That's, you know, a lot of people do say that. And, and they mean well, but, you know, with us, it's just kind of like, you know, why don't be sorry, you know, like he fought and he was a badass, you know, he, he, he fought like hell. Let me tell you, he fought like hell. And, you know, when he, when he passed away, 
it, it hurts. No, it doesn't get easier. Yes, I wish I could bring him back. I wish I could trade places with him, you know, when he was in the hospital. But, you know, things, it's better just to kind of, you know, ask, you know, how y'all doing or just hug people, you know, just, yeah. just hug them. Yeah, or just let them know, I think, yeah, that you're thinking about them. When I have a parent or someone that I know experiences a loss like that, I'll, you know, I'll just go to them and I'll say, like, I know that there's nothing I can possibly mm -hmm. do to make yeah. anything better, but just know that I'm here for you if you need to talk. I'm thinking about you, sending you love and hugs and yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, that's all, you know, that's all we want to hear is, you know, that there's somebody still there, like, waiting for us to be able to say, okay, I'm ready to talk about it or, you know, just something. But the whole, oh, it, it'll get better. No, it, it doesn't. It's going to be four years in July. It doesn't get better. You just kind of just keep going. You know, you, you don't have a choice. <laughs> we didn't sign up for this club and now we're in it. Yeah, you learn to live with it. So I know in a lot of situations too, that families that experience loss, that they'll lose family and friends, maybe because they just don't know what to say or how to approach you. Did you find that that happened and where yes. did you find support? Yes. Um, well, you know, me and um, the kids, the, you know, the two older ones, we don't really have like blood family here in Mount Pleasant. So there is, you know, Juan has family here. So for us, it was mostly, you know, our cousin Maxie, Ashley, you know, their husbands, um, Artia Gloria, you know, them, Jesse, you know, George, they're the ones that have never left our side. You know, like they would get off of work and go straight to the hospital from Mount Pleasant to Dallas, come back that same night, you know, just to make sure that the kids had eaten, that we were okay, you know, and they're still around for us. You know what I mean? Like they're still always by our side. And then of course you have that like other family members who are just kind of like, they were just there when he was here and then that was it. You know, a lot of blame gets put and, and it happens whenever, you know, my mom passed away when I was 16 and I got blamed like, Somebody passes away and blame's going to be put on somebody. You know what I mean? And wow. I get like with Zyler, I was a mom. I was always with him at the doctors, but I, I, I couldn't, I did what the doctors told me to do. So yeah, as you should be, you know, doing what the doctors said. Um, but I remember you and I were talking and, you know, you were saying that other people approached you because you felt like something was wrong that day. Mm -hmm. And other people approach you and say, well, if you thought something was wrong, why did you bring them in? I mean, that's awful. Yeah. I don't understand how someone could somehow fathom that that's okay to say. Yeah. Yeah. That morning, very different from all his other surgeries, you know, and he got dressed in his little boxers, his little tank top, his little hat. He was ready. Once we got there and the nurses came to get him, you know, he was more worried about losing the game in Fortnite than going with the nurses and 
I was like, well, you know, he's like, no, mommy, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Like, just kept telling me I don't want to go. And he had never done that. And I just kept telling him, no, well, look, the nurses are pretty, aren't they? He's like, uh-huh. I'm like, well, go with the pretty nurses. And he's like, no, mommy, there's a door. Let's go home. He's like, I don't want to go. So that was kind of like, you know, that was kind of weird. You know, like, we all just kind of had like a weird feeling, you know, and didn't really, I guess, think too much of it. And we're just kind of like, no, it's probably just us, you know, it's really early, you know, we, we're tired. He'll be fine. Like, he'll be fine. But it didn't. You yeah. probably did experience some guilt after that for doing, especially hearing that from other people. Yeah. How did you overcome that? I mean, they weren't in our shoes, you know, it wasn't their child. Their child wasn't the one, you know, coming out of a room and his ha his little nails were blue, his mouth was blue. You know, it wasn't them. So it's just kind of like, you know, you can't tell me unless you've been there. You know, because he needed the next surgery and we knew he did. But there's just not much. We just kind of got to the point where it was like people can say what they want. People can think what they want. You know, we did what we thought was right. And it was just, you know. I mean, in those situations, you have, you have to. Your best option is to trust just the doctors and what they're doing. And they are doing their best. Yeah. Uh, it's just sometimes it just, I guess, doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, which is sad. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you would like to tell other parents that may be listening that have just experienced the child loss or are, are going through it? Is there any hope or anything that you can give them just about, you know, cause you're going four years after, mm -hmm. is there anything you'd like them to know? You do, you do learn how to cope with it as you know, the time goes on. No, you will never forget. You'll always, you know, have that, one piece missing but like there's there's people that will you know be there for you know the parents there's people that you always have to have your close circle you know yes your child's you know you lost a child and every day you will remember something will bring it up but you can you know, you can keep going. Like, don't, don't give up. Yeah. Do not give up. Cause that, you know, especially if you have other children, don't give up. Yeah, for sure. That, um, that reminds me actually of, uh, something you told me last year, I think in September, and I will always hold on to this cause I thought it was just beautiful. It was so well-spoken and thought of said. <laughs> Zyler's death killed me, but also gave me life. Mm -hmm. He showed me how to live. Always yeah. remember there's a light through all of the darkness and pain. It will always hurt, but we will get through it. Mm -hmm. um, I just love that. There's so much power in that, especially those first, that first sentence. Zyler's death killed me, but also gave me life. Yeah. How, can you maybe expand on that? And, you know, how, how did he teach you to live? How, how, what is the part where, you know, he gave you life? He, he was born with half a heart, you know, he, 
went through so much and he still, he did not give a damn about anything. Like he still lived life, you know, and he showed us how to like really fight. And, you know, we had random people we've never even met, you know, tell us, oh, we were praying for your son, you know, Zyla will be missed. And he, he literally, you know, was a light like he he did yes you know it did kill us when he when he passed away but to this day people still talk about him you know like his name has never stopped being spoken yeah and it and, never will. it always yeah. will be spoken about his story will continue to be shared um, yeah because he just was that kind of light he had that effect on people he really did. That must feel good as a parent just to know that, you know, he's still, he's living on and he always will. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah. So we're coming up on time here, but I just want to thank you for coming on again and just talking with us. Thank you so much. <laughs>